Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Yahoo Ranger podcast, where we provide podcasts that will enlighten your understanding of Yahweh and his plan for mankind's salvation and eternal life. For more information, please be sure to visit Yahweh.org and YahooRanger.com. With parts one and two of our multi-part podcast, we covered five of eight proofs for the pre-existence of Yahushua the Messiah. We will now continue and address the next three proofs for Yahushua's pre-existence. Proof number six. Yahushua was sent by Father Yahweh out of the heavens to become a new type of fleshly man. To begin with, Yahushua described himself as the one, quote, whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, end of quote. He tells us, And no one of mankind who has gone up into the heavens, except he who out of the heavens has come down, the Son of Man who was in the heavens. John 3, verse 13. Not that anyone of human flesh has seen the Father, except he who is from the deity. He has seen the Father. John 6, verse 46. There is no scriptural statement whatsoever that Yahushua, while he was a flesh-and-blood man living on the earth, ever visited Father Yahweh, who resides in the third heavens. Indeed, as a flesh-and-blood human, he would be incapable of such a feat. Only angels, who are Ruach beings, as opposed to humans, can presently behold Father Yahweh's face. The comment that Yahushua is from the Father, who is the unapproachable Eloah, and has personally seen him, points to the fact that Yahushua pre-existed as Yahweh Yahweh and saw Father Yahweh, while Yahweh was a member of the Eloi of the Elohim, that is, as a royal archangel in the third heavens. It was only after Yahushua was resurrected from the dead and quickened that he ascended again to see Father Yahweh and take his place at the Father's right-hand side. That Yahushua came out of the third heavens is also testified to by Saul. He writes, So also it has been written, The first man, Adam, was made into a living nephesh, the last Adam into a quickening ruach. But the ruach-type man was not first, but the nephesh-type man, then the ruach-type man. The first man was out of the earth, made of dust. The second man, the sovereign, out of the heavens. Such as he made of dust, such also are those made of dust, and such as the heavenly, such also the heavenly. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 45 through 49. This passage shows that Yahushua came out of the third heavens in order to become a fleshly man with incorruptible flesh. Yahweh's Eloah or Ruach angel form was altered and transformed to that of a fleshly human. Saul writes, For let this mind be in you, which is also in the Messiah, Yahushua, who, in the form of Theu, or deity, subsisting, esteemed it not a thing to be grasped, to be like Theo, or deity, equaling Father Yahweh, but emptied himself a bondman's form, having taken, in the likeness of men having become, and in figure having been found as a man, he humbled himself, having become obedient unto death, even death of the torture stake. Philippians 2, verses 5-6 through 6. By saying that Yahushua had emptied himself and took on a form in the likeness of men, we have here a clear statement 
that Yahushua pre-existed in a different form and then was transformed to a fleshly man. This point is reinforced by the Apostle John, who states, And the Logos became flesh and tabernacled among us, and we discerned his glory, a glory as a monogenius, or only son, that is, only heir, with the Father, full of grace and truth. John witnesses concerning him and cried, saying, This is he of whom I said, He who comes after me, ahead of me, came to be, because he existed before me. John 1, verses 14 through 18. Saul notes that the deity, Father Yahweh, having sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and concerning sin, condemns sin in the flesh, so that the requirement of the Torah should be fulfilled in us, who not according to flesh walk, but according to Ruach. A psalm predicts that one of the Elohim, called the son of Adam, that is, Yahushua the Messiah, would be made into a flesh and blood man. What is an Anush, male or angel, that you remember him, and the son of Adam, that you visit him, and you made him lack a little from Elohim, or angels, and glory and honor have crowned him, You made him rule over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. Psalms 8, verses 5 through 6. According to Saul in Philippians 2, 5 through 6, which passage refers to the Messiah, he was an anush, or male, of angel rank, who became a son of Adam. In this transition, he was made a little lacking from Elohim, or angels, but later was raised to a position over the works of Father Yahweh, that was higher than the one he had previously held as an archangel. The seventh proof is that Yahushua was both the ancestor and descendant of King David. In Revelation 22.16, for example, the Messiah states, I am the root and the offspring of David. This statement brings together the fact that Yahweh was both the ancestor of David, that is, Adam's progenitor, the ancestor of David, as well as David's offspring. This circumstance is true only if Yahushua was the creator Yahweh, who later was joined with the egg of Miriam, the descendant of David, to become Yahushua, a human with incorruptible flesh. As another example, while teaching at the temple in Jerusalem, Yahushua answered a question from the Jewish Pharisees, the response being in front of a large crowd. During this conversation, Yahushua asked the Pharisees, What do you think concerning the Messiah? Whose son is he? They responded, David's. Yahushua, speaking Hebrew, then inquired of them about the puzzle their answer created. Quoting Psalm 110, verse 1, Yahushua asked them, How then does David in the Ruach call him Edeni, my foundation or sovereign? Saying, A declaration of Yahweh to Edeni, my foundation or sovereign, sit at my right hand until I set your enemies as a stool for your feet. If therefore David, who wrote the psalm, calls him Edoni, my foundation or sovereign, how can he be his son? None of his opposition was able to solve the riddle. Yet the answer should have been obvious to the Pharisees. The reason being that Yahushua preexisted as Yahweh. As part of the Elohim headship, he created Adam. That is, he was the progenitor and foundation of Adam, the ancestor of King David. Subsequently, as Yahushua the Messiah, Yahweh also became the descendant of King David. Our eighth and final proof for the pre-existence of the Messiah 
is that Yahushua died in order to pass on an inheritance left in a covenant will that he made with Abraham. Saul wrote to the Galatians of this inheritance by writing, To Abraham, through promise, the deity granted it the inheritance. See Galatians 3, verse 18. Yet, as the book of Hebrews points out, for this inheritance to be of any value, the one making the covenant will must first die. And for this reason, he, Yahushua, is the mediator of a new covenant, so that death having taken place for redemption of the transgressions of the first covenant, that is, the old covenant or Torah of Moses, the promise of the eternal inheritance they who would have been called would receive. For where there is a diatheke, or covenant will, it is necessary for the death of the testator to come about. Hebrews 9, verses 15 through 18. It is important to point out that the angels who do not sin can remain in the third heavens and do not suffer death. Yet the angel Yahweh who left Abraham the covenant will had to die, otherwise the promised inheritance is of no value. Neither could Yahushua sin, otherwise he would have been eliminated from receiving the eternal inheritance. By Yahweh becoming the man Yahushua, he became mortal, and by dying without sinning, he could pass on this eternal inheritance. Here is where there arises an amazing circumstance that is the key to understanding the mechanism that enables mankind to attain salvation and eternal life. This circumstance is that upon resurrection from the dead, as the single seed and descendant of Abraham, Yahushua the Messiah could receive the inheritance back to himself. Remember, it was Yahweh who made a covenant will with Abraham, promising to pass on the contents of the will, or inheritance, to Abraham's single seed. This single seed was Yahweh, who later became the earthly man, Yahushua the Messiah. Then, with ownership of this inheritance, Yahushua is now capable of sharing the eternal inheritance by gift with those whom he deems worthy. The very fact that Yahushua died in order to pass on an inheritance left by Yahweh Eloi in the covenants of promise to Abraham proves that Yahushua pre-existed as one of the Eloi carrying the name Yahweh, more specifically, Yahweh Yahweh. As we have pointed out, it was Yahushua the Messiah who personally knew Abraham and left the promise of an inheritance to Abraham and to his single seed. If Yahushua was not the angel of the covenant, as he is called in Malachi 3, verse 1, that is, one of the Elohim named Yahweh, who promised the inheritance to Abraham, that his death was meaningless. For if the Yahweh who gave the Abrahamic covenant did not die, then no one can ever receive any of the eternal inheritance. The plan only works if Yahushua the Messiah pre-existed as Yahweh, being the angel Yahweh, a member of the Elohim headship, who gave the promises of eternity in a covenant will to the single seed of Abraham. Subsequently, Yahweh became Abraham's single seed, Yahushua the Messiah, and died as the human testator of the covenant will in order to bring the covenant will into force. Then, after being resurrected back to life by Father Yahweh as the sinless single seed of Abraham, being the heir of all things, he received these eternal promises back to himself, now himself being eternal and the first person to whom Father Yahweh gave life within himself. In the future, Yahushua will resurrect the elect and all mankind back to life with incorruptible bodies in two great resurrections from the dead. 
At the end of the millennial judgment day, when Father Yahweh arrives on the earth, he will judge all mankind by separating the wicked from the justified. The wicked will perish for eternity in the Gehenna fire, while the justified shall pass through and be baptized by that fire, attaining perfection as immortal Ruach-like beings. At that time, by adoption, the justified will become the children of Father Yahweh, who by substance is perfect light and is the Father of lights. In conclusion, the documents that form the writings of the New Testament clearly delineate that Yahushua the Messiah pre-existed as a deity, or divine being, the son of the supreme deity, Father Yahweh. Furthermore, these texts define Yahushua as Yahweh, one of the archangels known as the angel Yahweh, thereby making him part of Yahweh, Elohim of the Elohim. It was this deity angel, the son of the father deity, who, as part of the Elohim, left a covenant will, granting the promises of the eternal inheritance to the single seed of Abraham. Furthermore, this particular Yahweh, the son of the deity, took on human flesh and died as a son of Adam to both pass on the eternal inheritance and receive it again to himself. He was the only human heir to qualify to obtain the eternal inheritance because he never sinned. This concludes the third and final podcast of our three-part series titled Pre-Existence of the Messiah. Hopefully these podcasts have enlightened the listener to better understand the issue of Yahushua the Messiah's pre-existence before becoming an earthly man. Also, for a discussion concerning Yahweh Elohim, please refer to the three-part article Yahweh or Yahweh's at YahwehRanger.com. May Yahweh be with you on your journey to discovering Yahweh's truth.